the views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the views of the Carolina's GCSA or the show sponsors. You're listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolina's Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationship with superintendents and the Carolina's GCSA. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds Off Course. This one we're going to title the GCSAA Conference and Trade Show Super Show. Uh, what we did is we condensed our equipment and put it in the backpack and walked around and, and just saw who we saw and interviewed who we could interview. Um, coming up, we've got David Jones, Phil Helm, and Lee Strutt, Dr. Ben McGraw, Dr. Mike Richardson. I'm sorry if I butcher your name, Chris. Chris Stiegelman. Chris Stiegelman, uh, certified golf course superintendent from the Landings Golf Club. Actually, the current president of the Georgia Golf Course Superintendent Association. We also have John Hagwood from Regal Chemical. Up next was Steve Gregg, golf course superintendent at Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Then we have Tina Workman and Scott Griffith. Tina is the executive director of the Georgia Golf Course Superintendent Association. And Scott Griffith is over UGA golf facilities there in Athens, Georgia. Then we're going to wrap it up with Thad and Drew Thompson. And I want to remind you two things real quick before we get to these interviews. One, rounds for research. Do consider donating if you haven't already. All you have to do is uh, fill out a form online and boom, you've donated and you'll feel better about yourself I promise and the other thing I want to tell you about was the Deep Roots series presented by Syngenta and taught or led by Paul McCormick and Chris Tritabal. Uh but that's available at Conference Comes to You and even if you can't make the Monday at 1pm you can watch it online on demand so to speak on your own time so check that out and here we go off to San Diego All right, we're back at the Golf Industry Show here with somebody who made quite the long trek in uh, November to say hello. Um, come hang out with us at our, our own conference and show, Mr. Oklahoma himself, David Jones. Welcome in. Um, tell everybody who you are, where you're from. My name is David Jones. I'm from uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, uh, and I have 36 holes, and that's right. about it. Where'd you grow up? I was born in Amarillo, Texas, so I'm still kind of a Texan, but I've been in Oklahoma most of my life, so I'm a transferred Okie, I guess you could say. How wide is that little thing on the left side of Oklahoma, top to bottom? That little part of the state? Maybe. 20 miles? 40 maybe, miles? Yeah, probably 20, 25 miles, I bet, the panhandle, yeah. So is your next thing to see how many shots it takes you to hit it from north to south across that border? Uh, that could be a good challenge. I could try that. So you played every golf course in Oklahoma, correct? That's correct. I finished it off in April. And how long did that take you? About 15 years. How many golf courses was that total? Uh, about 215. What ended up being your favorite one you played? Uh, it's, it's called the Golf Club of Oklahoma even though I probably should say my course, but uh, and it's not too far from my place, but it's Tom Fazio design. It's just my favorite. I just love Newer? it. Newer? Newer-ish? Yeah, it's probably 86, 88 probably is when it was built, I would imagine. It's All newer right. than my course for sure. What's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you on a golf course? Um, Probably me jumping over the 
the fence to play my 200th course out in the Panhandle, like you're talking about. So you didn't have access. You <laughs> well, uh, but you had to get it off the list. Yeah, and I drove seven hours. I wasn't going to turn around, so I had to. I, I it was only nine that. holes, and I jumped the fence because I was going to play it. I kudos. did pay afterwards, though. The gate was open when I finished. So. Right. Well, kudos for that. Let's talk about your uh, your dress because you're fancy. I mean, I call it fancy, but it is. Do you collect it over time? Is there one particular vendor you purchase from? If if it looks good, I'm buying it. It doesn't matter who it is. I've got you. too much. Well, it looks good, uh, and you got your pink mask from the Thompson Twins? Yep, they hooked me up with a mask they found today, and it matches my outfit better than my black one did. Did you get to meet Flecky? Not yet. Okay. I, I want to. Yeah. Is he here? I think so. Yeah. I thought I saw a tweet earlier. I was about to say, his Twitter's here anyway. We'll see. <laughs> David, thank you very much. How, how do they find you on Twitter? Golf Soup Jones? Yep. Where does that come from? You eat soup a lot? No, it's I, I kind of soup is just abbreviation of super. I, ah, I just, gotcha. I, I like just, it. Yeah, it kind of came to me, and that's what it is. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, sir. All right, we have caught up with Phil Helm and Lee Strutt. Uh, guys, you're not from around here, right? No. No. You are. <laughs> where are you from, Lee? Uh, I'm from the UK. Correct. Uh, yeah, good answer. Good, good answer. answer. Yeah, yeah. got that right. Well Ask done. another one. <laughs> yeah, and Phil Helm, why don't you? We only got a second. So tell me what we got going on. Well, I, d I don't know. What I don't know. What, you, what, what, you, what would you like to know? I'll tell you anything. What would you like to know? Uh, tell me about funny hats. What's going on there, oh, man? That was that was so that was a that was yesterday. I don't know the guys. I did a workshop yesterday about change and innovation, and um, and I, I, I thought you know. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring a lot of props and a lot of quirky, fun things just to liven it up a little bit. And um, and uh, bless them, the, the 65 supers that I had yesterday, they absolutely, re they really did get involved in it. They and they, like oh, it. they really did. I mean, it took a little bit. They looked a bit worried at the beginning, I must admit, especially the ones wearing the pink hats. But anyway, but they uh, they. they <laughs> They they loved it and uh, there was a means to a there was a purpose for it. It wasn't just you know right. Everybody right. wearing, wearing hats. Not just wearing, intimidation. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. <laughs> You've but been wearing those hats on social media lately, anyway. I know. Yeah. I know. Just don't tell anyone. No. But uh, no. So I. Uh, I, I had to put them all in my suitcase, of course, and there's like 60 hats. So I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I've hardly got any clothes to wear because there's no there was no room in my suitcase. But anyway, but yeah, I luckily, uh, uh, yeah. So it went down really well. Really pleased, and uh, it's nice to bump into some some of the guys that were on it yesterday and they've, yep. they've come up and uh, and give me some great feedback so it's just it's just it's just really rewarding isn't it it's and great you're getting ready to give a talk with gina rizzi oh yes me and gina what yes. you gonna talk about we are talking about personal resilience so nice. it's a little bit about uh, it's only an hour uh, and uh, it's a little bit about you know we have to we have to look after ourselves don't we i know that stress and uh, and all those things mental health if you like that we've all had to go through we all of us in the last couple of years uh, it's just an hour where we just sort of say listen we have to look we need to look after ourselves and if we can look after ourselves and build our own personal resilience then we're better equipped to look after others that's love really it. what it's all about really. i love it and yeah Lee, no silly hats no in that one just just no, no. resilience yeah. yeah just, just resilience yeah yeah no sensible one <laughs> so uh you were on the Talking Greenkeeper, and that's where I, I came across and got to know you. And so you're a podcast legend, in my opinion. Man. Uh, I don't know about legend. 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 All right, legend. <laughs> legend. Uh, and you're the one who invited Joe over for the uh, open. Yeah, well, that's a mistake, uh, man. Uh, well, yes and no. So 
Joe interviewed uh, James Bledge, who yes. okay. I'm really close to. Yeah. And uh, Maybe when, when Bledge got the job at Royal Liverpool, he said, oh, I really want Joe to come over. We've both done a lot of tournament support together, me okay. and, J- and Bledge. And we sort of said, it's actually really good now with the social media side to get someone over to actually talk about what we're doing. Joe's very keen to get... Uh, our industry and us as professionals out into the bigger golfing market um, and Bledge is really keen to get Joe over to support the crew and actually throw stuff back out to the golfers and yeah. you know, the people yeah. that support our industry. That's awesome. Now, do you go to the conference in England as, as well? Yeah, yeah. so the we, norm- we yeah. Would normally do BTME, but okay. that's been pushed back to March okay. and then we would do BTME and then we come out to GIS. So have you learned anything so far this year or seen anything you didn't know about? I think that you can't help but learn something. Um, I think coming back to the show, oh my God, right, two years, this is awesome. Yeah. And I think prior to the pandemic, you know, people would say, oh, well, let's save some money, let's do it virtual. People actually need people. And it's just yep. amazing just to walk up and down, bump into people, meet new people. You do see innovations. You're talking about your problems, and someone says, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Right. You wouldn't get that without shows like this. That's so awesome. So I think it's, um, and it, do you know what? Even, I mean, I know I was here in uh, last year, November, December. Yeah. It's good to come back to the U.S. Well, gentlemen, very nice meeting you, Lee, Phil. Good seeing you again. I, we're going to let you go so you can do thank your you talk. Thank you very much, mate. But, no, uh, thank you. Where can they find you? Uh, no, so, yeah, philhelm, uh, philhelm.com uh, is, the, is the, the, the webpage, and it's uh, at helm. Phil is the Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's there the one. Go. Yeah, yeah. How about the Yeah, that'd be great. Easter MG on Twitter. There you go. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank Cheers, you buddy. very much, Alan. Cheers, mate. So I'm here with my man, Ben McGraw. What's up, Alan, Nate? We are at the we are at Lou and Mickey's right now. GIS, uh, not GIS. What is, what's it called? Do you know? I, I keep calling it GIS, the golf yeah. industry show it's all com- week. Conference and trade show. <laughs> GCES double A. Conference and trade show. Yeah. So what have you done this week? This week, uh, gave a couple of seminars. Uh, all, wa- blue, all Blue Weevil? No, Annual Bluegrass Weevil. One annual of them, Earthworm Management, another one. Okay. Uh, so I did two seminars. That's done. I have students coming in. They're doing turf bowl. Yeah, so. And how do you think you'll do? Just early prediction. This is going to come out afterwards. Oh, God. Call it right now, man. I wish I could, Alan. Okay. I mean, I, I, I have great confidence. I think my boys, unfortunately, all this year is yep. all male students. We'd love to see some more females in the they're turf ready. program. Yeah. Uh, but my boys this year, I would hope that they're going to come in. Um, pretty good. Pretty close to the What did you finish? I, second last year? Third? We did, and we just finished second at the SDMA. So, okay. You know, a lot of pain there, right, with second place. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, I just hope that they're happy with what they've accomplished. I think they're a great team. I hear you. Proud, I have four different teams, but I think they're a great cohesive team. This week you have four teams. Yes, four Penn State teams. Four Penn State teams. That's amazing. I, I think there's a couple of schools that have multiple teams. Okay. What was the first car you drove? We may have gone over that. What was the first car you drove? Uh, my parents are like super strict, and I don't know how I would have afforded it financially in rural coastal Maine, but uh, it wasn't like a hotbed of uh, automotive deals. So I, my dad had a construction company, okay. and he had a Dodge Omni. 
as uh, one of these kind of what color? Silver. Okay. I mean, if you don't know what a Dodge Omni is, number one, you're missing out. But number two, go to the Google <laughs> and look up Dodge Omni. I mean, total oh. tiny piece of shit. I remember launching it off the train tracks one day. I mean, just like we had a big hill and you could jump it. So it was very light in the air, like Dukes of Hazard style. All right. So what's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a golf course? Period. Funniest thing I've ever seen in the yeah, golf that you course. can tell us, obviously. Oh my God, I don't think any of these are appropriate. Okay, all right. I, I'm going through the Rolodex. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so are we are we done with the bluegrass weevil, or is it still around? I, I mean, I, with any insect pest, they're always going to be around at some level. At, you know, that's like, how you treat it. What's that? Is it how you treat it? It is how it, you treat it. How you would define a threshold or something like that, where you could okay, work amongst. Right. The bartender's getting a little loud over here. He doesn't like all this scientific talk. Ben McGraw, thank you. Hey, Alan, I love you're you. You're my main you're, man, dude. Oh, you're the best. You're yeah, the best. You're all the, the people of the Carolinas, Spring Valley Baptist Church. <laughs> I'd like to shout that out, too. I love it. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> no problem. I love you, Al. My man, Dr. Mike Richardson. How are you, Doc? I'm doing great, man. It's so, awesome to be here. I haven't seen Doc since we rode home from Dooms Club. In uh, the Carolina show, are we going to tell that story on? Uh, no, on we're we're okay. going to leave it. We're going to leave it there. But that was I was. I feel like we bonded that night. We did. We definitely yeah, absolutely. Bonded. You know, now yeah. I know who acts, who Big Al really is. I guess you do. No <laughs> doubt you do. So, you're at the University of Arkansas, right? That's correct. Turfgrass. That's correct. Does John Daly hang out there a lot? Well, you see John Daly kind of wander through the football stadium occasionally or wander through the basketball arena occasionally. But, you know, I don't see him walking across campus or anything or, you know, in the library doing anything like that. I'm sure you don't. (laughs) Excuse my ignorance. What is Arkansas turf? Is it cool season, warm season grass? What we got going on? We we got a little bit of all of it. So, yeah, we can grow everything in Arkansas from Kentucky bluegrasses and bent grasses uh, down to centipede and St. Augustine grass and everything in the middle. So it's uh, we we can grow a little bit of all of it, and and none of it grows very well. What's your biggest challenge as far as turf quality in Arkansas? Is it pesticide? I mean, you know, a well, fungus or a, a you bug? Know, probably, um, probably the biggest challenges are more environmental stresses. You know, like our, our about half of the state is ultra dwarf Bermuda grass greens. Okay. And the farther north you get in the state, the more likely they're going to get they're going to get winter kill from when we have really extreme yeah. winters. Yeah. And then the bent grass greens that are still there, you know, our, our summers can be pretty oppressive and. And superintendents are, you know, having to do a lot of stuff to keep those things alive as well. So it's it, the, the putting greens are always a challenge because we don't have really anything that's what I'd say in a sweet spot that can really grow and do really well there. I hear you. So are you teaching this week? Have you been teaching this week? I did. I taught a class uh, yesterday on some of the shade work that we've been doing at Arkansas here at uh, uh, the Golf Industry Show. Or now, it's not. That's the wrong name. I yeah, think yeah. GCSA it's show. And trade show. Well, but anyway, yeah, I taught a class yesterday and uh, went, went, went well. And then today, just spent some time on the trade show floor. How much shade is too much shade? How much shade is too much shade? That's the title of my seminar. Did I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, from conference comes to you. Yeah. Well, it, it depends on what grass we're trying to grow. So okay. that's uh, that's really what the class is all about. It's like you know, if you're trying to grow Bermuda grass or bent grass or or zoysia grass you know we we've been trying to come up with a uh, a number that a superintendent can look at and and say okay this is how much light i need and then they can go out and measure 
measure the light on their sights and hopefully figure out if, if you know, this grass will work or not. In your area, I know there's microclimates, you know, but what's the biggest challenge of, of Arkansas right now? Um, you know, disease problems are always going to be at the forefront there in the transition zone. So, you know, and it doesn't really matter if we're talking warm or cool season. I mean, you know, our cool season uh, grasses like bent grass greens or tall fescue, uh, they're going to really struggle with, you know, summer diseases like brown patch and dollar spot and things like that. Yeah. And then our, our warm season grasses, um, you know, my, my location in Fayetteville that we do research on has been called ground zero for large patch. Oh, really? Uh, on zoysia grass. I mean, it's, you can see the stuff from space. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, That's got to be strong. Yeah, it's serious. And so we do a lot of testing on that, and it's a tough disease to control. And, um, you know, most of the time the zoysia in our state is going to be used on really high-end courses. And so right. they have a low tolerance for, you know, problems. So they really, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a significant problem for them. So what's the, what's the craziest or funniest thing you've ever seen on the golf course? Oh, that's an easy one. Let's hear it. Oh, that's a real easy one. So I, I, I've only been in Arkansas about a year. I, I've been there 23 years now, so just got there, still kind of trying to figure out, you know, what's going on in this state and what's it all like. Right. So we went over to the far eastern part of Arkansas, right along the Mississippi uh, River there in uh, Helena and West Helena, Arkansas. Okay. And uh, visited a couple of golf courses there, and one of them was uh, a little municipal course there in West Helena, uh, Arkansas. Yep. And we pulled up into the parking lot, and it's kind of one of these places, you know, there's a box out front that you can put your money in to play. And, you know, it was okay. kind of, you know, a little bit, you know, different. You know, it wasn't, yeah. I don't want to call it sketchy, but it was just a little different. <laughs> okay. But we get out of the car. And we're getting ready to walk out and look at the course and, and, you know, see what's going on and see if we can help them in any way. And a crop duster came flying in off of the field out there and basically went right down the fairways all the way over the greens. And we found out later that they were spraying MSMA. Wow. And I can tell you, there is no place on any label anywhere that says you can make aerial applications of MSMA to anything. Uh, wow. Wow. So that's the craziest thing I'd ever seen there, and it's still the craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, that is something. So why should people come to Arkansas? Arkansas is wonderful. Why is it wonderful? Why is it wonderful? I mean, have you seen the Ozarks? I've not been there. I'm sorry. Have you watched the Ozarks on Netflix? I love it, yes. Man, I'm, I'm waiting for part two to come out. Well, see, you already understand a little bit about the culture there. But tr- truthfully, uh, Arkansas is called the natural state, and, and it's one of the more beautiful places in this country that a lot of folks just drive right through and they don't really right. appreciate it. we got we got fabulous you know, national rivers, lakes, great outdoor sporting activities hunting fishing whatever you like and it's just it's a great place to live and and it's a great place to do business i mean you know uh walmart is uh you know about 20 miles north of our campus and by the head of walmart do the big like the big walmart yeah their corporate headquarters is located just north of our campus so okay that's probably a pretty big building, I would think. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they, they do a lot for the state of Arkansas and, and put a lot of investment in, into what we're doing there. And uh, you know, Have you seen these things on Twitter where they show the maps of the United States where, like, you know, the, the most popular food in every state or the uh, – Yes, yeah, yes. They, every state has something. Yeah. I was looking at one recently. It was the richest person in each state. 
and there were four states in the United States that a Walton really? was the richest person in the state. Yeah. Because some of their families, some of the kids from Sam Walton moved out of the state and moved to, you know. I hear you. Texas hear or, you. Yeah. you know, Utah or somewhere else. So they, well, you figure out you figure out some a few pesticides and you, you'll be that guy. You'll be the richest guy in the state of Arkansas. Yeah, I don't know about that. What, what bug could you, if you eradicated a certain turf disease or bug to get rich, what would it be? Boy, that's a good one. Maybe, uh, maybe goose grass. Goose grass would be your... Yeah. I hear you. It's tough to kill. Okay. <laughs> Dr. Mike Richardson, thank you very much. Hey, man, thanks to you, Alfie. This is uh, it's great to, to be on with you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I can't wait to hang with you again. Oh, yeah, anytime. Yes, sir. All right, so this is one of the parts of the interview where we had some train trouble, and Chris Stigelman and I may have already started this conversation. So that's who, that's who this is. Chris Stigelman. Steigelman, Stiegelman, I apologize. He's a certified golf course superintendent, so I always feel like you got to give him those credits. But he went to Auburn, and he is currently at the Landings Golf Club or the Landings Club in Savannah, Georgia, which has six courses. You're about to hear about. Guys in Carolinas, yes. obviously, and we've always been dual members of Georgia and Carolinas. Okay, okay. For, so uh, I've been a member for about 18 years. So nice. Uh, you ever from South Carolina? No. Just always no, nope. always Savannah. Yeah, I went to border. school at Auburn and uh, moved to, to Savannah right out of college. Okay. Uh, I guess that's 18, 19 uh, years we're ago. We're not trying to date you, but <laughs> what kind of grass do you manage? Uh, so we've got six courses. we got just about everything you can think of. Damn, down there. six courses. Yeah, we, uh, we've got everything, got everything warm season. So we've got Tiff Eagle Greens. We've got Tiff Grand. We've got 419. i got a bunch of the... Uh, different stuff. We got some Tiff Tough. We got Zoysia grasses. We've done some stuff with Brian Schwartz at University of Georgia with yep. TG 101 and some of the new varieties and things like that. So you I, name it, we probably got it in warm season. I hate to put you on the spot, but do you have a favorite you like to tend to? Uh, yes, absolutely. What is it? Which kind of grass? Greens or? Greens. Let's go greens. greens. Yeah, Tiff Eagle. Okay. Tiff Eagles for us has just been good. Not that it's better than or worse than any of the other ones, but we've just learned how to manage it in our, our operation. Um, it was six courses. The, the golfers kind of want the same similar conditions across the courses. Um, so Tiff Eagle's been really good for us. But I am excited about the TG 101, the new grasses I haven't coming been, out. I haven't seen TG 101. I do put on Tiff Eagle. Do you vertical a lot? We do. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to right to keep the yeah, grain you out. Yeah, you got to keep it good. You know, you got to keep it standing up. So it's you know once a week in season, if not twice a week. But uh, yeah, you know, out of season, we kind of leave it alone. So what's your next cut? Your next grass? What you got? The fairway? The the, the you know what I'm saying the approach level? Is the it Tiff Eagle? Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, we're 419 in uh, actually we're celebration on all fairways now. So okay. Ruffs is 419 Tiffway two. Wow, uh, got a little combination, but yeah. So over the since 2012, we renovated all the fairways and went to celebration. Man, I on hear all you. of them. So so we'll overseed four out of the six every year. Last couple of years, um, we've been zero out of six and we've been six out of six. So really? we kind of found three or four out of six is a good mix for us. I hear you. So what what have you done this week? Have you done classes? You've done trade show? What have you done? Oh yeah, man. We we tried to do a little bit of everything. I I took a lot of classes. Um, 
took some great construction-centered classes. We got a lot of construction stuff coming up in the next few years. So. Bunkers, irrigation, what you got? Um, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Give me well, a little got, more detail. We got six courses. So I mean, it's, we've got fifty million dollars of renovation projects planned in the next twenty-five years. So really, we're doing everything from uh, last year we did a green surround renovation to uh, next year we'll do the same thing: green surrounds, fairway bunkers. You know, about a twenty to twenty-five acre project, and then. Uh, anything from that to just a strip and flip to 2028, we're planning a full renovation on one of them. So, how far apart are your golf courses? Pretty uh, tight knit. They're a golf course, golf cart right away from okay. each other. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah, on I got a 6,500 acre island, so you can ride from one end to the other in a golf cart in 15 minutes. Gotcha. So you they're can shut right one there. down and have five others. To yeah, and that's the beauty of it. You know, until yeah. this year, obviously, when you know COVID and membership levels grew and everything's been great. So Did they? We were at a point where uh, you know we. We had the ability to shut one course out of six of them down and do maintenance on it, and it was it was fine. But um, right now we're at an all-time high level of members, so it's not quite as easy to shut one of the six of them down. I hear you. Do you share equipment? Like, do you have one oh, yeah. air fire that's for all yeah, the courses? Yeah, you know, everybody's got their own mowing equipment, but we share things like air fires, um, you know, sweepers, some of the bigger equipment that you don't use that often. We'll definitely share that stuff around back and forth. What's uh, what's your favorite piece of equipment? Like if you, let's take you back to your younger days, okay? <laughs> and you're cutting cups, or you're mowing greens, or you're changing trash cans. I don't care. What what's yeah. your what's your old go to? What what do you uh, prefer? Man, mowing fairways is always my favorite thing to do. Okay, that's uh, that's kind of the old pastime. Throwing those lasers down, nice <laughs> nice good stripes in the fairways. But what do you? What is the least favorite thing to do? The least favorite. Uh, I mean, raking bunkers or course setup. Oh, really? I hate cutting cups. Oh, really? I hate cutting cups, okay. yeah. All right, so what's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a golf course? Funnest thing is, is the big equipment, man. I, I'm a construction guy. I started in construction. Move it, um, move went to the Went to my club because of the ability to do construction over and over again. So, um, you know, riding bulldozers, riding excavators, that's the fun stuff for me. That's, that's the best. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for your time. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to keep this party rolling. We've got John Haywood from Regal Chemical. He's also known as a turf grass kid. But I think you'll enjoy hearing from John. Here you go. So have y'all had a good event so far? We have. Um, you know, it's a pretty quick trip for us. Obviously, uh, being in the southeast, um, we don't have a, a huge presence out here. We brought a couple of our guys, but um, it's been much better than I anticipated. A lot easier to to get around the, the COVID stuff really hasn't been as big of an issue as yeah. I think um, everybody maybe thought and um, we're having a blast seeing a lot of good people. So you guys are based in Atlanta, Georgia? We cover 11, um, probably 12 states throughout okay. the southeast. Okay. Um, yeah, we got trains behind us, man. It's yeah, not it's fun. a little bit rough, but yeah. uh, no, about 12 states throughout the southeast with about 20 sales representatives. Okay. So um, primarily, you know, our main focus is servicing golf course and golf course customers, and then uh, obviously lawn, lawn care, sports fields, um, and then a pretty good chunk of the nursery business throughout the southeast as well. I hear you, man. So we're you all y'all make your own fertilizer, correct? We do. Yeah, yeah. I've it's been to your facility. I've yeah. been to your plant. Yeah, you've and, been there. Uh, in, in what? Where in Georgia is it? Alpharetta. Alpharetta, yeah. So Alpharetta address, but um, we're on the very, very tip of Alpharetta um, on the north side. So. And y'all are expanding. We are. We've grown really quick. I've, I've actually only been with the company for two years. Okay. Um, but Ed Carmody is our, our, our kind of our leader at the moment. Yep. He's a great guy. And um, 
you know, has done uh, a remarkable thing in, in kind of transforming Regal over the last six six years. Um, and so I've been able to, to join that team and be a part of it. And um, I really focus my efforts on the on the Georgia market. Okay. Um, we have five sales representatives in, in the state. So I help support them as well as um, some direct customers of mine in the Atlanta area. So where, where did you go? To, did you go to turf school? I did. I went to the University of Missouri. Okay. So I got my undergrad and, and master's at University of Missouri. Yeah. Um, and then quickly after that moved uh, to Georgia. Um, and I've worked a, a couple positions or, um, within the industry right. before I found my way to Regal. Not too much of a culture shock, Missouri, Georgia, right? It's not. I, I used to always actually get, um, even though I was born and raised in Missouri, people used to think I, my accent was from the southeast, which oh, really? I think maybe having a few adult beverages <laughs> <laughs> helped that. But, um, no, I fit in good, we, and we actually love it. The weather's, the weather's probably the biggest um, difference, and it's, it's much nicer than, yeah. than Missouri. But, okay, um, okay. You know the same challenges with turf, obviously. Right. You know, growing both cool season and warm season turf, and um, uh, and the same products. So. Yeah. Yep. And seeing your facility, y'all have a classroom up there. Do you do teaching in? We do. Yeah. 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 We do quite a few events. Obviously, COVID put a little bit of a damper on that, um, and we haven't done as much. We got a little nimble, just like everybody. We hosted some things outside where, um, when we were still needing to be six feet apart, and we did it, and we we had a blast doing it. Um, but we we put a ton of effort in terms of education you know we educate our customers i think you know as good as anybody if not better than anybody in the in the industry and um yep. and, and especially our salespeople. You know, I would, we do a lot of training i was impressed with your facility and you can see the classroom size and how you got all your products and, and you guys are very knowledgeable regal report i was kind of impressed when i yeah. first learned about you guys in the regal report and what y'all do is proprietary software correct yeah yeah so tell me about the regal yeah. report so i mean it's something that those guys started um, probably going on five years ago now, uh, and what it was was, you know, basically a better way for our sales team um, to be able to, to offer a, um, a program-based solution to customers' problems. And so instead of instead of baby coming and saying, "Hey, I got I got a problem with this weed. What what product do I need to kill it at the time?" That's fine in terms of a solution, but it's really about you know putting something on paper to to figure out why do we have that weed in the first place and let's let's figure out a, a, a more well-rounded solution for that you know with things like uh, liquid fertilizer programs being you know um, basically somebody's making applications every every week right, um, right. every other week at least you know it, all of a sudden a Excel spreadsheet can look pretty daunting absolutely um, and so this program lets us um, really it's make it much sheet, simpler right cheat yeah. sheet and, it, and it's uh, a lot of detail go into it, so the customer can actually see down to the you know decimal point on what uh, or how many pounds of a certain nutrient they're applying during a given week. Um, but it's really evolved. It's evolved from not only a program writing software, but you know now we actually it's how Regal um, supports all our right. uh, all I mean, of our business. You know we we submit orders on it. This is um, an important tool. Yeah, and I mean all of our you know it's just uh, it's become a beast. But, um, but it, <laughs> yeah, because it's, you know, we're updating and uh, making it better every week. Yeah. You know, every week we got right. two full-time full programmers that always are working improving. on it. Um, but, you know, what it brings to our customers, um, we feel, is, is just unlike anything else in the industry. And it really helps, you know, helps to make their job easier. And anything we can do to do that, is, it's, um, that's our goal. I love it. So what's the website? Regal.com? Yeah, yeah Regalkim.com. Regalkim.com. There you go. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yes, sir. 
finally time we get to put Mr. 2 p.m. on the record. And I think I was so excited that night, I forgot to introduce him properly. Honestly, his name's Steve Gregg and a great guy. I, I got to meet him on the show floor the night before we recorded this, and he and I spent some time chatting. And he's just a good dude with a good sense of humor. So here you go, Steve Gregg. All right, so we are here at the Carolinas Georgia Reception, and I am sitting with Mr. 2 p.m., Stimp Meter. Do you stimp at 2 p.m. every day? Honestly? Yes. No. Okay, so what are your greens rolling? When you when you left town, what were your greens rolling? When I left town, they were under about three feet of snow. So um, the main reason was we wanted to move out to Jackson Hole. My mom and my stepdad have lived out in Jackson Hole since 1989, and I always wanted to relocate there, raise my kids there, and you know bring my family there. And 2012 was the year that made the most sense for our family with the age of our kids. And my wife is a nurse. Um, she's been a rock throughout this whole thing. And she, uh, she's an ocean girl. She's not a mountain girl. So for her, it was a little bit more of a sacrifice. But she said, I'm willing to move out there. And I've got a great job at the local hospital there in Jackson. And then you'll find what you find. So when we moved out there, um, I did a little scouting. And, you know, started showing my resume around to some people. And they're like, well, we don't really have any superintendent openings. We don't even have any assistant openings. You can work on our crew or you can do this or that. But we really don't even have any year-round positions. Um, So I ended up taking a job with a property management company that lasted about two and a half years. And then from there, um, I did get back into a golf club working at a – I did a a full season of uh, golf course maintenance Ironically, at a club that I'd worked at back in the 90s, which was awesome. What club? That was a Teton Pines Country Club in how, Jackson. How was it going back? Good? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, but, you know, from going from that superintendent level back to being a, a fairway mower, spray tech, hourly, hourly work guy, yeah. um, was a little humbling. But that job uh, sort of transitioned into facilities maintenance. They needed a guy to run their facilities maintenance department. It kept me in the country club industry. It kept me plugged into golf there in Jackson Hole. And I worked there for six years before the job posting came available for where I'm at now. Did did you enjoy facility maintenance? I did enjoy it. Um, It was completely the opposite of everything that I had done. Everything that I had done before that was on the golf course. And the way that I described facilities maintenance was it's everything but the golf course. It's the clubhouse, it's the pool, it's the tennis facility, it's the restaurant, the kitchen. HVAC, um, HVAC you learned HVAC? Yeah, HVAC, uh, elect- electrical troubleshooting, elevator maintenance, my goodness. Wow. I learned, I uh, got my certified pool operator license, which was kind of a big deal, but. So you know how much uh, chlorine to put in there? Yes. I hear you. This train that's still sitting behind us that we were waiting to pass. And we're sitting here talking, and David Jones walks up, Golf Soup Jones, and we're talking about the individual championship. But all of a sudden, you two are partnered up, and we're going in Orlando. We're doing the four ball, right? So, David. We just agreed to it. We're doing it. Yeah. So, uh, and we're going to talk about uniform. David obviously is known for his clothing, and but you're willing to jump on board. Absolutely. Right. So, what are we going to wear? What color are we going with, David? Well, you 
pink. So it's got to be something pink. I hear you. Something pink. You're good with pink, right, I'm Steve? I'm great with pink. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Oh, I messed this up yesterday. The organic matter. Yes. Are we measuring that? Uh, we are not measuring that. Okay. Um, I actually went to a great talk today by uh, Rock Gosen. Gosen. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's out of Nebraska um, talking about uh, top dressing and airification and some new strategies about it and how it relates to organic matter. Fascinating uh, stuff. So you got to remember, for me, not being in the business for the last 10 years, basically nine years, um, I missed all this trade show stuff. I missed going to these classes and sort of the, the cutting edge, like what's going on in the industry. Yeah, um, right. So now, I mean, goodness, the trend is, do we really need to core cultivate, right? Do you need to pull a core? Right. What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're trying to keep your organic matter under control. You're trying to keep your greens firm and fast. Do we even really need to pull a core? So for me, that was kind of eye-opening. So I also want to say, when, when the T-shirts kind of started coming out, yeah, you were okay with that, right? I was okay with that. Was it tough to get past, or were you just, you found the humor and we're good? I was able to find the humor in it. Um, the uh, One of the guys that I worked with at Teton Pines, uh, his name is Mark Lyon. He's a Michigan State guy, and uh, he actually bought me uh, the 2 p.m. Stimp Reader T-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. And the mug, that uh, the big cat squared mug that yeah. says, you know, 2% organic matter or whatever. <laughs> and he took a picture of me holding that stuff up, and he posted it on Twitter, and he said, just so you all know, he's yes. got a really good sense of humor about this. I thought that was very cool, man. That You, you could have gotten offended, but uh, you didn't, and thank you very much. I mean, I thought that was cool. So, David Jones. What's, what's our prediction for next year's four-ball championship? What are we doing here? Well, he's a scratch player. It's got to be pretty low, so I'm, I'm predicting at least even par, maybe maybe 200. Okay. So we'll do it. We're gonna, I, I'm a seven, so I'll be able to, to uh, contribute a little bit. You're going to cut him a shot or two. Yeah. yeah. I'll be able to do a, a little I, bit. I think so. so. Probably most importantly, you're going to teach him about fashion a little bit. Yeah. 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 You know. If we you can't will play good, you gotta look good. So we we'll will for that. sure be the yeah. best dressed team exactly. at the event. And there should be a, an award for that too. I agree. Yeah. Now so, that I yeah. did that in junior golf, we had a best dressed team award. We're gonna follow up in a year from now, gentlemen, on the four ball. Just give me your prediction. Top five, top ten. What are we doing here? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking top five. For okay. Sure. Okay. Steve, you got I, I want a plate. I want to get one of those plates that they always have. So we got to do it. Have you ever played every course in Wyoming? No. You know what he's done? I do know what he's done. Yeah. How about I, that? That's amazing. It's, it's it'd take a lot. Every course in Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. And there are how many? 215 is what I played. 215. So we did a little segment yesterday on Louise, and he had to jump the fence on one of them, but we're not going to talk yeah, about that. I so. sure did. What is there another state net? You got one next, man, or you done? What's that? Are you got another state you're going to conquer, or are you just? No, open? I, I want to play a course in every state, okay. and I've got ten left of those. So hopefully, I can do that this ha, year. Have you played? In, have you played in Alaska? Yes, I have. So I got that knocked out. Not, that in Hawaii, those were the tough ones. They're they're done. So how about South Carolina? We got you there. I've got South Carolina done. <laughs> I can hook you up. Now. I can hook you up. <laughs> Anywhere near me, Georgia, North Carolina? Anywhere? Yeah, I've got Georgia. There's a there's a pretty important one in That's Georgia. Right. So yeah. if you got connections, you kind of hold me out. You're holding out a little bit for maybe that'd be the last one. 
Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. And uh, Mr. 2 p.m. and Mr. Golf Soup Jones, I don't know, the best dressed guy there is. Thank you all very much. Up next for your listening pleasure is some Georgia contingency. We have Tina Workman, who is their uh, executive director of the Georgia Golf Course Superintendent Association, and Scott Griffiths from the University of Georgia. And again, this is one of those with the trains in the background, and Tina and I started talking. And we were talking, you obviously hear the conversation begin, and we're out talking about her son and husband both being in the business. Here you go. And my son is too, as of two months ago. Oh, really? Uh- <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow, that's awesome. So, where's your husband? Where does he work? Katichi Golf Club. And where's your son work? The Ponte Vedra Inn and Golf Club. Do they manage the same kind of grass? I mean, is that right, Scott? No, it's not right. What you mean? No, it is because Buck now Gus has Bermuda. Bermuda grass. So, yeah, it's just Heller. same grass, different region. Huh? It's same uh, grass, different region. Also joining us, Scott. Scott Griffith, University of Georgia Golf Course. University Go Dogs! Go, Go Dogs! Yeah, I bet you, y'all are a little bit proud this oh, year, yeah. aren't you? And you know what? Go Braves. Go Braves. They're not even playing baseball. We're going to talk about the dogs. The dogs won the national championship. That's fine. I don't mind. I'm a Gamecock fan, and I don't mind. Oh, my gosh. My husband is a Gamecock fan. Is He's he really? He's from Lawrence, South Carolina. Where? Lawrence, okay, South I'm, Carolina. I'm from Florence, South Carolina. You're but, from Florence. Yeah. I got an aunt and uncle named She Raw. Oh, yeah. Not far away. But. <laughs> so, Scott, where do, you, where do you work? University of Georgia. University of Georgia in Athens. In Athens, yep. And Owned what, and operated by the University of Georgia. What kind of grass are you managing? I got bent grass on greens, Bermuda grass, some Zoysia grass everywhere else. But I do have a golf team practice facility we just renovated and put Bermuda grass greens on. But you said you got bent grass. Bent grass on the, on the course, and then my golf team practice facility is now Bermuda grass. We just converted over last year. But you said some zoysia in there? We do have some zoysia teas, uh, but a small amount of zoysia, not not a whole lot. Okay. Have you hey, had fun experimenting with the zoysia? Is it tough? Is it different? Well, when I was at the Atlanta Athletic Club, I had a lot of experience with zoysia there. Okay. So it's, it's, it's been natural for me. And, it, and if I can convert our fairways to, do, to that, I probably would. I hear you. Right? But you get that zoysia sway, man. Oh, yeah. It's fun to drive a golf cart across Zoysia. You never know which way you're going. All right, so, Tina, we're we're kind of grouped up tonight. Carolina's in Georgia. What's Isn't going that on? fantastic? It's pretty awesome. I think I've taken more photos of Georgia people than have Carolina's people. Well, that's nice. Well, our current president, Chris Teigelman and Billy Bagwell, you know, they're both on the coast. They're yep. both great friends. And so they, you know talked and brought this together and it's been fantastic i will say trent bouts who does a magazine for i guess both of us and he said uh make sure to get some photos and so we've taken plenty of photos and i love me some trent bouts do you, you speak australian no no he's no, a good mate but i he but is I, a good mate yeah. but i speak trent bouts yeah trent's a great guy good worker so uh it's beautiful in san diego what have you done this week the meetings or the meetings have been great. The um, I've done a little bit of sightseeing. That's been wonderful. Right, what have we seen so far? Well, I went to Balboa Park, and we went to Coronado. Yes. And tomorrow I'm going to La Jolla for two days. So. I hear you. I'll <laughs> we'll have you. a little vacation. 
Is your husband doing some recon work while he's out here, or just? My husband's not here. He's at home taking care of our dog. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, is your you, you you married here? Yeah, my wife Kim is actually right here with me. Okay, she's here. She's enjoying yeah. the festivities. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's get Kim. Kim just left us totally. <laughs> she saw it coming. So Kim, she's not she's not dumb. So Kim doesn't know. She's about to get the microphone. Here she goes. What's your favorite part about being the husband, the wife of a golf course superintendent? Favorite and least favorite. Let's just let's just call them out there. Well, my favorite part is just seeing the dedication that it takes to pay attention to detail, make sure that um, the golf course is at its pristine conditions all the time yeah and um i never knew what that took until oh, i was yeah. married to a golf course superintendent <laughs> um bingo <laughs> like well, as don garrett's wife says bingo <laughs> kathy thank you um if you're ta- like will watching like never heard of that until i became a golf course superintendent's wife so have you done been- have you done any work on the golf course um Riding no. around? Oh, I have um, been riding around a lot, being the wife of a golf course superintendent. Yep. And our daughter now works on um, the golf course. So At, at so your husband's golf part. course? Yes. No, I'm sorry. you got to hand the mic back to your husband real quick. <laughs> so how's that going, man? That's oh, going great. I've got two boys, and okay. I can't imagine having two my boys working for me. How's your daughter? She's doing great. She works uh, ranging carts, so she's not underneath me. But okay. I like to go okay. over there once in a while, push her a little bit. And when she says she doesn't have anything to do, by God, I find her something how, to do. How old is your daughter? She's 17. She's a senior in high school. She comes home and, and is telling me about her dad. It's like, listen, why did you not go out there and do this or that? Trust me, I'm, I'm pushing her. Right, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. Tina, I want to ask you. I'm putting you on the spot here. Have you ever played Augusta? I have. I knew it. Well, I volunteered there 20 years, though. This will be my 20th year at Augusta. I do whip fairways. I um, With the long pole. And I dust ball marks on the greens. And Alan Corbin's my boss. So, so he keeps me straight for yeah. seven days in a row. He's the man. He's, He's the, man. the man. That's awesome. I'm I'm impressed. So you every year you work at Augusta? Every year. For the last 20 years. What's your outfit look like? Do you have a white jumpsuit? What do you wear? Whatever. I wear khaki pants and a green shirt. A, a Georgia. It's not my look. You a know Georgia what I mean? shirt. A Georgia. Well, a master shirt. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Ma'am. I would like for it to be, a, you know, maybe a floral, but look, I'll put on whatever <laughs> they tell me to. Whatever right. they ask you. Whatever they ever ask me to. You get ready for this question. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen on a golf course? All right, so. Now we got to do all no, kinds of editing. You're not Franco leaving. I know, Joey Franco. Here we go, Daniel Allen. Hey, listen, did you not know we have a saying what? in our association I'll be now? back. I'll be back. I'll tell uh, you. Let, let him walk off. No, no, no. I don't, no, no, I don't we, want to hurt his We've feelings. started now. But uh, what's yeah, a jumping jack? I don't know what a jumping jack is. You don't know what a jumping jack is? No. Okay. 
so it's this machine you tamp the ground with, okay? Okay. So what it's doing is it's just jumping up and down, and it's just just packing the ground each time it hits the ground. Okay. It's kind of hard. I mean, it's a heavy piece of machinery. So what did your employee do to? He put it on back of the shoulder and carried it about 100. He thought he was going to carry it all the way back to the shop. But then the irrigation head turned on because we were watering some sod, and he proceeded to take a bath, pulled a bar of soap out of his pocket, and started washing at the no. Yeah, no. No. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm there serious. Wait, where was this located? What part of Georgia? Huh? What, what part of Georgia was this in? Oh, it, you know it was South Georgia. <laughs> and the only way we could wrap up this show is with Thad and Drew Thompson. And if you've never met them in person, all I'm going to say is seek them out for a good time. The only thing I was disappointed in is they didn't have Flecky with them. I think if we can ever line up these two in person again, we may get a full episode of just Thad and Drew or Thad or Drew, either one. But we got to line it up. So here you go. Wrapping up the GIS, excuse me, the Conference and Trade Show, GCSAA Conference and Trade Show, Super Show. Thank you for listening. We are here. This is Big Al. We're here with the Thompson Twins from New York State. I've got Thad Thompson, who's at Terry Hills Maintenance. Yep. And Drew, what's your handle, Drew? At Terry Hills Maintenance Brother. No. Uh, <laughs> we talked about that. Being <laughs> I did change I did change the screen name, but uh, it's at Drew, D-R-E-W-E-A-C-C. All right. So, Drew, you're a general manager, correct? Uh, well, yeah. Yes, I am. What do you mean, well, yeah? Well, I... I, I I, I, I split general manager responsibilities with my golf professional. Okay, uh, it's a it's a nice setup. We we do it. We work well together, and we enjoy the heck out of it. Make the club a good place. How many months a year are you open? Uh, we are open. Well, it depends on the weather. Uh, right. You know, if uh, we go snow free through the winter, I, I guess you could say we'd be open twelve months for people that want to play. But okay, uh, generally it's more like eight. Okay, and uh, so we're also here with your brother. Now, this is who, who's the older brother here? At Terry Hills Maintenance. So Thad is the older brother. <laughs> I am 15 months to the day older than Drew. Who's more famous, you or your dog? <laughs> oh, definitely my dog. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Lita. Lita's the best. Yeah, the beautiful the best. dog. Beautiful She's a dog. monster. She's 100 pounds. And y'all got, you had the same family dog? Is I that got, right, Drew? I got my dog uh, about... Five months, about yeah, five or six months before before Thad did. Uh, we I brought him brought him home on a on a whim. We we've been looking for a dog and it was hard to adopt, and yeah. we found this one. And uh, the guy that breeds them uh, said, "I got more if you know anybody that wants one." So and uh, there was a y'all took the trip together. Yeah, we did. That was pretty cool. Well, I had a, I had a dog that I had had for seventeen and a half years that I right. put down, turf dog, and. Yeah. Uh, I went seven months without a dog, and one day I just I called Drew because he had Sam and said, "All right, it's time. I'm ready." I'll and tell you, you made me happy when you two the, the photos of you driving back with Lita. It made me happy. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Let me I, tell you another story <laughs> that will make you happy. Please do, please do. So he's bugging me for pictures of the puppies. You know, the guy that would would text me all the time. The guy that that had the puppies would be texting me and say, "Okay, they're this old. I'm going to send you pictures." So he was, uh, Thad was at my house on Christmas. Yep. And I uh, spent the night. I'll see you later. Bye, Ben. Bye, Ben. Uh, the Ben McGraw just dipped out on us. I I, I got a picture on Christmas morning. I, as I woke up, there's a text message on my phone of the picture of these puppies. And I went out 
And I weigh about 128 pounds soaking wet. Uh, more than me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's uncalled for. Anyways, I went out and crawled on top of him and showed him the pictures. That was his Christmas present. Here the was pictures. it really? Oh, you gave him Lita. <laughs> yeah. Did you no, really? he didn't give me Lita, but he, he, got, the, the he got the pictures of the, I got the litter. You. I got you. He cool. came out. I was asleep on his couch, and he jumped on me with the pictures. <laughs> so this is going to be your next dog. How much fighting growing up was there? A lot. I got a pair of boxing gloves for Christmas one year, and I'm left-handed, he's right-handed, so we each take one and go out and beat the crap out of yeah. each other. Yeah. I knocked him out cold. Man. Well, I was sandbagging, and he kind of he bent down. Oh, did you really? I took him out. He was pretending he was hurt, and I went over to check on him, and he sucker punched me. <laughs> well, who got in the turf first? You, Drew? Bad. I did, actually. Okay. And I was at, we, we had a hometown course. Um, the guy there was very, very influential to me and to Drew and to my my youngest brother, who's a, a plumbing and heating guy. Um, he, unfortunately, my second year, literally one week into my second year of turf school, he dropped dead of a heart attack on the seventh green. Wow. And Labor Day I, weekend. What's that? Labor, yeah, Day, Labor Day weekend. On Labor Day. And uh, I, I, I basically got the job at his um, funeral. Did you and really? I, uh, I doubled up. I graduated early and started in December of that year. It was 91. It Both was of you? Know, that, that's how I, uh, he needed somebody to take care of that golf course. Really? Uh, while he was finishing up school. Yeah, I, was, I, was I was running it from five hours away at the time. I was working, five I was hours working as a, uh, I was working in a golf pro shop selling golf clubs and stuff like that. And he said, you want to go and do this? And I did it for a couple of months. I said, you know what? I'm probably doing the wrong thing here. Uh, he, and so does that when you go to SUNY Delha? Yep. Man, yes, both sir. of you attended. How many, how many years was it after that you went to school? Two years? After, excuse me? At, at, when I got back to Turkey Run. You went to, like, two years later yeah. you went to school? Yeah, about, about a year. Something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Man. So what uh, What kind of grass do you manage? I manage a lot of everything. Our greens are mostly, are 100% Bent Poa. Bent Poa. So I mean, if we, if it, some of these products that come out that uh, kill Poa Anya. Yeah. Fantastic products, but on some of my greens in our northern climate, I don't have a problem with poa. Okay, it's a predominant grass. If I used it, I would kill ninety percent of some of my I greens. The guys down south fight it right. hard. Right, uh, but you have the ability to fight it because you can eliminate it, and you don't have that much. Okay, it's on some of our greens. It's the predominant species. Wow. Okay, and you know my fairways and tees are are bent. Yep. But everything else is encroached, and we are a public course, so. You know, see, so bent grass down here, man. I, I grew, I first started on bent grass greens, right? And I filmed on bent grass fairways during the winter, yeah. And I didn't feel right driving a golf cart out there, yeah. I know, I right? mean, it was it's it's impressive, yeah. man, yeah. Yeah, it's, are you bent grass as well? Uh, Poa bent, yeah, Poa bent, yeah. We, you know, it fluctuates. I mean, from year to year, uh, you know, we we do some overseeding and uh. It's. I, I. I still would say that the best putting surface, if you if you know how to manage it, I think one of the best putting surfaces, one of the best putting surfaces on the in golf is, is all pole. Oh, really? Uh, I, I really do. Really? I, and I did. You know, as I was out here, I played Coronado the other day, and you know that's a that's a municipal golf course. Okay. They do 110,000 rounds a year, and that place was in mint condition, and the greens were ripping, and that's all POA. See, I, I feel like POA, and I'm not trying to be racist here. You're going to listen right. to what Tiger Woods said about Torrey Pines greens again? <laughs> it was just seedy. <laughs> Too bumpy. Yeah, yeah. Is that not? No. Wait, you know, there's, okay. there's, there's we, not. we see it for, what, a week, maybe? 
yeah, if we have seed heads, but we do everything to suppress seed heads now. Yeah, there's right. options. I don't use there. anything. So I don't get seed heads. You're mowing. Oh yeah. Are you rolling? I don't roll. Okay. Drew, we, pl- we play on I frost. Roll. We. Everything. You play on frost. Oh yeah, that was a long-standing tradition before I got this job 14 years ago. Oh, really? My boss decides when he wants to put them out, and he puts them out, and he don't care. And you're okay? I mean, that, I mean, I know there's nothing. I was. Took some getting used to. I was a, I was a maniacal idiot for the first couple of years I was there. What do you mean, maniacal idiot? I was an asshole. I was like, you guys, you uh, some, guys, some you are. don't know anything, and I got the whole. We've been doing this for years. Why don't you just go home? You don't got to be here. So oh, is, there, okay. is there damage from the frost no, play? I've never seen damage. Really? And that's, hey, that's Can you just stop talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny to me that that right now, if you look through social media and you look through some of the seminars even that have been here, yeah. there is that debate on do you mow or do you let people play right. on frost? They had that debate and this week. I hate to... You're I the, mean, my, I, we, we always joke that I have polar res, or frost-resistant poa. Because I have not seen damage in 14 years of it. Just so everybody's listening out there, there's no <laughs> such thing as frost-resistant poa. He's, right. he's been drinking all day. Shut so, let's, uh, we're going to end this. I want to give both of you an opportunity. I want you to tell a Drew story and you to tell a Thad Boy. story on each other. Oh so, and let's be cool. Let's be cool here. We're going to end on this. So, Who oh, wants to go first? Yeah, that's a good one. You get uh, to tell a Thad story. I get to tell a Thad story. Well, normally I would go to my younger brother's wedding story, but that takes no, a little no, bit no, too long, no, and no, I don't want to. No, <laughs> no. But I'm going to say that one of the one of the you know me, me and me and Thad have been we're, we're, we're tight. You know, he's okay. easily the best friend I got in the world. And he knows that, and he's probably going to say something sappy after this too. But anyways, no, uh, don't worry. Uh, he uh, when I was leaving for turf school. I, uh, he took me out the night before I left. Um, we went out and had a, around the, village, the town that we lived in and stopped at a couple of different bars and a couple of different people's houses and said, you know, Drew's leaving tomorrow. He, he, he took me to do that. We had a couple of drinks, and then he had to, he had to water that night. He was night watering, and I went out with him, and I bought some nightlight golf stuff. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah. And we went out on his golf course, and we were playing golf a little bit. And then we were driving from one area to another, uh, through one of his service road paths, and there was a about fifteen or twenty cats. cats. Is this a, is this a Terry Hill? Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. This is at Turkey, Turkey Run, Run when he first got there. So yep, yep, yep. there's about fifteen cats ran in front of us, like kittens and full-grown cats. It was like a whole uh, flock of them, and Heard. nobody. We didn't even say each, anything to each other, and. Uh, you know, we each had a couple of pops in us, and but we didn't think we were that bad. And I, I was thinking maybe I saw something <laughs> that I didn't see. So about 10 minutes later, we're hitting a shot in the middle of the night, and I said, hey, uh, did you see those cats back there? <laughs> and he, he started laughing like he is right now. And, yeah, it was, I don't know, it's it, between me and him, we bring that up all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's just the dumbest thing ever, but it's funny. Because we I, both thought we were hallucinating. <laughs> I hear you. Funny thing is I asked him a couple of weeks later, about the cat thing, and he said, I've never seen those cats again out here. I was out there every night water. I never saw cats. <laughs> All right, so, Thad, it's your chance, my man. Let's go. All right. And, I, yeah, me and Drew are best friends. That's That's been established, and that's a good thing. But, honestly, one of – if I'm going to do a Turf and Drew story together, probably some of the, the – I, 
I do the Jim Kelly Celebrity Classic every year at my golf course. Beautiful. And yeah, it's a, you're, it's a, it's you're a, a big, big Buffalo event. Bills guy. Yeah. How yeah. big of a Buffalo Bills guy are you? Pretty big. I've been through some painful times, okay. and I've been through some some very good times. I but hear you. Yes. All right. But that's the life of a Bills fan. So Drew, for the first time, came out to my course two years ago when we had it, and we uh, he just the, the the whole time was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" You know, I never decided I'm gonna be here every year, and he didn't come this year, of course. But he does the Junior Masters, International Junior Masters at East Aurora Country Club every year. Um, it's the biggest junior tournament on the East Coast, North America. Yeah, it's the oldest junior invitational golf tournament in North America. Yeah, so th- this is a big deal. And I get to come out with Drew. I've been doing this every year I've been at Terry Hills. I get out to, I, I, I usually change, now, now I know my job. So I get to change the flags from the official flags back to the old flags. What do you mean? Well, you know, they, they got their colored flags, but they have International Junior Masters flags. Oh, so I got take yeah, them off. the fancy flag, yeah. Well, I have to, flags. you know, we yeah. have, somebody has to be the protecting of these we flags. We don't want anybody stealing anything. <laughs> well, and, you know, I'm a relatively large guy, so I'm intimidating, of course. But we, uh, to be out there, we always go to the finals, and we always, uh, Drew generally presents the, a, a flag that comes from my work to the winner. And I can't tell you the, the pride that I have in driving around this golf course, seeing it in the best shape it ever is all year long. Not that it's not other times, but you know how you are when you prepare for a major tournament. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. And he has members and he has parents from these all over the world of these people competing coming up and thanking him and congratulating him. And I'm like... No, this this is what it's all about. See, and so I get to see it. You also write you write for Golfdom. You answer questions. Is that still yeah, a thing? Here we go. I got into it. Here we go. Seth Jones and I had a bet last last year uh, in the Chief Bills game, and of course you all know I lost. <laughs> and it started out where I was going to write an article, and then they they I'm doing this advice column. And right, we still doing it. We going into 2022. Yeah, I had, I had I a question so. submitted to golf them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I put in about 400 questions. They sure never published any of them. <laughs> I'm sure you have. The Thompson Twins, thank you very much. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate Thank you for listening to Pulling Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullin underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullin Weeds Podcast.